I guess that's why you do it. I'm at cast. Whoa. It's happening right now. Uh, welcome to How uh, Average Cast. No, Absolutely everything is normal right now. Yeah, because Dan brings the bad. <laughs> oh, so yeah, now we now that Dan is missing, and only your host, Mike Linden, and your co-host, Stephen Montenegro. As always. Are here. Uh, the, the podcast has come up in the world to average. All right. Yeah. We're not remarkable in any way. Uh, we're like that. We're like that uh, single slice of cheesecake that you get in, like you know, the little plastic thing from the f- refrigerator section at the grocery store. Oh, okay. It's like cheesecake. Not so the one that you get from the cheesecake factory. No. Has anybody actually ever been to a cheesecake factory? I mean, they're all they're all over the place. I, and mean, I assume that people are funding that somehow. I don't and know. I, I don't think they're like. I don't think there are angel investors who have been in the Cheesecake Factory game for like two decades or however long it's been around. But what if it's like, and hear me out, Uh what if it's like the most like harmless, suburban, unremarkable um, front business? It's like a (laughs) national money laundering chain. (laughs) Uh, What do you think it's laundering for? Anything. I think like. They're probably franchised, right? You just buy in and launder your money. Oh, so that yeah, that's just explicitly what it's about. Yeah, I like see. it's in the it's in like the franchise packet, <laughs> is my theory. There's no way for us to actually ever know. Right. This will be an unanswered question forever, whether or not that is in the franchise packet. This is why there are so many cheesecakes available on the menu. They each represent uh, a different <laughs> a different crime that you need to launder the money from. Yeah, which. It's actually a terrible system. They really yeah, shouldn't really, be like, keeping track of that. They're keeping real good records for eventual <laughs> prosecution. Boy, Cheesecake Factory people did not think this through. Or they did, and this has all been just a honeypot created by the feds. Oh, you think it's a deep state conspiracy? <laughs> yeah. Like Mr. Trump is luring in Democrats to launder their money? Oh, you th- <laughs> Oh, so you... Your contention is that uh, Donald Trump approached the deep state like whenever it's, Cheesecake Factory it's was part founded. of the trap that he set <laughs> decades ago. Wow, this has all been so. It must be coming to some sort of culmination. Well, like you can tell because uh, you can tell because the corpse of JFK Jr. is the CEO of Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that they specified corpse. <laughs> Q Q Q. Is that what they're doing? Like, what is what? Is that what uh, uh, QAnon people yeah, do to let everyone know? I, I assume that that's right. Q, Q, Q. Like, I don't, I was going to say we, but it, I'll just speak for myself. All right. I love QAnon. <laughs> it is like, it's thousands of dumbass kids. That yeah. are just trolling the entire world. And apparently millions of people go like, there's no way of confirming who this is or what they're saying. It must be true. Yeah. I love it so much. Because <laughs> it's like it would be so much less remarkable if it were just like one dude or a group of like four friends, right? Uh-huh. But the fact that it only exists on like anonymous messaging <laughs> platforms means that it's definitely hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people. How many uh, Q lords do you think... Q lords, yeah, that's right. (laughs) ...are actually following the forum posts, and how many of them are just hearing about it, and those are the true believers? Like, they don't actually see the thing happening. I don't think think most people actually see the source material. Right. Yeah. I think that, like, I think there's, uh, uh, there's... Tons of like blogs and aggregator sites uh-huh. that, um, and from my understanding is that there's some like actual named people involved that are like, you know, like, like there's a guy named George Thompson. I made up that name, <laughs> but like, and you know his name, and you know his name is George Thompson. Uh-huh. And he sits in the front seat of his truck, films himself, <laughs> and then puts it on the internet and says, Here's how I'm reading into this last Q post or this uh, last Q. They're just called Qs. I see. Yeah, Q posts things called Qs. <laughs> um, uh, 
and and then that's how people get the news so it's it's like even filtered through like you know it's even filtered through some random person like drawing a ton of shit on a screenshot and then saying and if you look at this emoji of an eagle it has 17 feathers <laughs> so you want to look at the 17th letter and oh my god it's q uh-huh yeah that, that sounds about right to me and then people are like you're right i should make thousands tens of thousands of paper masks of jfk jr so that i can get raptured <laughs> I love it so much. It's like, like, so the thing with it is like, I normally wouldn't be into something like this because it's, it's like one of those internet things that's definitely impenetrable. Uh, sure. You can like never figure it all out or like, or like, you know, take it back to the source or whatever. It, it is definitely impenetrable, but each portion of it yeah. is so hilarious on its own. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like those people that are like, yeah. I started watching Doctor Who in 2011, but every episode is so great, it doesn't matter that I've missed 434 before. <laughs> yeah, you just got to wait until uh, the proper season comes along. Oh, this is a good cue to get in on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, my favorite are the cue Christmas specials, <laughs> where they, they change Q's companion. <laughs> uh, a bad cast. <laughs> All right. A bad cast. A bad cast. A bad cast. Ooh. A bad cast. Ah. A bad cast. I'm not Dan. A bad cast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Dan is out uh, for some reason. Uh, Wallowing in his Danliness or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he does when he's not here. I Like, I assume he blinks out of existence. Right. He uh, appears on improv stages every once in a while. Uh, does he, though? Uh, never been verified. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Is it is it really just part of a deep state plot to <laughs> Dan you think claiming, this is in the You think this is in the Cheesecake Factor verse? Yeah. Everything's in the Cheesecake Factor verse. <laughs> we can't help it. It's omnipresent. Oh man. Like soon all of America will just be a parking lot for the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> like that is, various that is various, actually pretty horrifying. Yeah. Various parking various cheesecake factories. They all get their turf. Sure. I mean you don't want to force people to walk too far to the cheesecake yeah, factory. Unless Mr. Trump finally takes down the ring of Democrats that have done all of the crime ever. Right. Actually, you probably do want to make people walk too long to the cheesecake factory so they never actually test whether your cheesecake factory can deliver the goods. I mean, like I have a firm belief that the cheesecake factory serves cheesecake and other food. Like I mean, that's what you do with a front business. You make sure that it's operational. Sure. At least in some way. But, like, if, if you've ever eaten at the Cheesecake Factory, and I have not, but uh -huh. if you've ever eaten at the Cheesecake Factory, I guarantee you that you'd say, oh, that wasn't that good. I'm reasonably sure that I have eaten at the Cheesecake Factory. I think that I did react that way. But it was, but you're, you're, but it was good enough. Yeah, you're trying, to, you're trying to remember, which means it was unmemorable, which means they've done their job. And also... I don't care about cheesecake at all. Really? No. Like the problem? Are you anti it? Uh, or are no. you like okay? the The issue is that I uh, I love non cheesecake so much. Wait, you mean literally everything that's not cheesecake? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just the world is so full of wonders. <laughs> Who has time <laughs> to be weighed down with dense? Cheesecake. Why would I eat a cheesecake when there might be a triple <laughs> rainbow at some point in time? Yeah. Why would I ever eat a cheesecake when there's a bird? <laughs> yeah. I'm too busy uh, whistling down the street and occasionally jumping up and clicking my heels together. Like splashing in puddles, but like in a way that we can tell that you really are glad that there's puddles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're That's how I feel about the world. Yeah. Like why eat a cheesecake when you could when you could sit around and wait for the great pumpkin or whatever <laughs> there this is our halloween episode now i've themed it good work ah crap we didn't have a spooky how bad cast theme well i mean you're gonna run out of things to say again before we're done doing the show like just sing a new theme how boo cast how boo cast how boo cast how do some do some scary effects or something? I only how, do it the second time through. How boo cast? 
Albucas. Ah. Albucas. Albucas. Fire bad. Ha ha ha, Albucas. <laughs> <laughs> That was supposed to be spookier than it came out. Yeah, you're a terrible theremin. <laughs> yeah, your face it's sucks very at being difficult. a theremin. It's very difficult to establish thereminness. Here's how I do it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's like an homage. To, it's like an homage to thereminning. I don't know. I did not pick up on that. That was what you were trying to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like I'm not trying to like, like. I'm not trying to replicate it. I know I can't do it as well. It's an homage. Ah, I see. I feel like your theremin impersonation should come with the "Hey, I'm a theremin." Uh, well, I that had announced all bad it, impersonations come with. I had announced it ahead of time. Uh huh. I'm not doing like I'm not doing like a like an Adam Sandler last minute Halloween costume. Bit. <laughs> you know, I may oh, be under I the desk. I haven't thought of that classic. I may be under the desk, but that doesn't mean I don't want candy. <laughs> wow. That was an interesting poll that I just... Yeah, I had totally forgotten that that series of uh, news desk pieces existed. That was, a, that was a good bit that he did. It was True. a terrible bit, but he did it well. Uh, right. I mean, the idea was that it was a terrible bit. Right. Who was the host then? Was it like Kevin Nealon, I want to say? The host of news? Of Weekend Update. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it was Kevin Nealon. Yeah, I, I believe you are correct. Yeah. There could oh. have been one where it was Norm. I don't know. Kevin Nealon was a weird Weekend Update host. <laughs> I I think there are more weird ones than non-weird Well, ones. I mean, like, yeah. Kevin Nealon. We live in a universe. Norm MacDonald. <laughs> we live in a universe in which Charles Rocket exists. <laughs> Colin Quinn. Like, they're all uh, just awkwardly. Like, so Norm MacDonald. They didn't clean it up until, uh, until recently. Like, so Norm MacDonald yeah. is... Exists entirely for his delivery, so, right. so like it makes sense if you're like, oh man, Saturday Night Live hasn't been good like ever. Norm Macdonald was just there to uh, make my parents comment on how bad Weekend Update was. Yeah, like, but if you're sitting around thinking like, oh god, Saturday Night Live hasn't been good like ever since we started making the show, um. And Weekend Update is, oh, man, that's even worse. Uh, like, you remember that Charles Rocket experiment? <laughs> Jesus, the guy was named Charles Rocket. We didn't see anything wrong with that? Oh, cocaine, am I right? <laughs> but so here's what we do. We're not going to write jokes for Weekend Update anymore. We haven't for like 12 years. <laughs> so let's just get the guy with the weird delivery to just say Frank Stallone. <laughs> like, that one makes sense. Colin Quinn makes sense to me, too. Like, you know, his whole shtick is he sarcastically comments on things. Uh-huh. Like, kind of angry, but not too angry. With a delivery that doesn't allow a, a average audience to recognize that he has completed a joke. Well, no one's going to laugh at it anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, but yeah, like Kevin Nealon is like, Kevin Nealon is like a character comedian. Right. Making him Weekend Update host seemed weird to me. Uh... Wait, I, I guess I don't understand what you mean when you say character comedian, uh, as opposed to... Kevin Nealon's like an actor, not a commenting on thing guy. Oh, I guess, but like, didn't his actingness come after he was on Saturday Night Live? Maybe it did. He I was don't a comic before that. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know things. What was I, like eight when he was like... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, we are Oh, to have been eight when Kevin Nealon was... Yeah, our our memory creation sort of woke up during the Kevin Nealon reign. Yeah, because we were what, like twelve? Oh, I bet it that... didn't wake up that much. Yeah, we must have been like twelve. Yeah, probably, maybe even before that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like so now that we've run down some weekend update hosts that we did and didn't understand. <laughs> sure. I mean, like, like I can't. I can't think of. Until, like, until, like, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Seth Meyers. I can't think of, like, Meyer? Myers? Myers. Myers. <laughs> um, uh, I can't think of, like, a good, like, host or host team that I really thought was, that I really thought was, like, solid. Who was, like, the first one? It was, like, Chevy Chase? Uh, yeah, probably. Um. Because he was like the famous guy from the beginning of Saturday Night Live. Right. 
And then Dennis Miller was in there at some point. Oh, yeah. Dennis Miller kind of made sense. That was also his shtick. Right. I think good at it. I think probably Dennis Miller's delivery is what made them think each subsequent uh, news guy should have that weird stand-up delivery. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it hasn't... Or maybe it at least explains Norm MacDonald. Kevin Nealon is kind of his own thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Which reminds me, since we're on the topic of Saturday Night Live... Sure. uh, There is a Home Alone reboot coming next Christmas. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, and it is... Written by uh, Mikey Day from the current cast in Streeter's Seidel. Oh, right. I heard about it because you sent me a text about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, like, the guy that created David S. Pumpkins. Uh-huh. And I am really, like, wondering, like, like, so, first of all, it's a reboot of a thing from my childhood. Sure. It's not going to be good. Unless, of course, this is all just a fake out and it's going to be just... David S. Pumpkins stopping robbers from coming into the house. Yeah, well, so that's what I'm wondering is like, like it just like maybe the two. I don't know anything about the cast or like who these people oh, are or whatever. What if David S. Pumpkins is the old man neighbor that he's scared of and then becomes friends with? Yeah, like I don't know anything about the cast, but like, so I just assume. By the way, Tom Hanks no longer has a name. He's just David S. Pumpkins. Well, he has. Then he has a name. Right. In death, Tom Hanks has a name, and it's David S. Pumpkins. Uh, but like, but like, like, what? What about the? Did they? Did the two of them? Like, maybe they're friends. Did they just sit down and go like, let's write a Home Alone spec script and see if someone wants it? Or did someone go like, you know who we need to reboot Home Alone? The guy that created David S. Pumpkins <laughs> and one of the skeletons from David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> Uh, like, well, how did how do you get that job? I mean, my guess is that oh, eighties nostalgia is really happening right now. Uh, if it just keeps on going down the timeline, we're at a, we're about due for a Home Alone. Yeah, but like, but how, I, I'm really wondering how the producers decided these are the dudes that will write it. Mm. And like, can't can't we reboot Home Alone with like, can we make Girl Home Alone? Did they not get around to doing that? Maybe they did. They Is made, there a Home Alone past Home Alone 2? They made Female Karate Kid. Yeah. And then she got beaten to death in that boxing match. Won an Oscar or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I never put those two universes together before. Yeah. I assume that that was what the Karate Kid. What a into Karate Kid <laughs> 3 or whatever. I assume that that was the Karate Kid character. Oh, wait, no. It must have been Karate Kid like 4. Karate Kid Three is when Daniel Russo is being, I think, stalked possibly with the intent of in it, eventual killing or at least ruining his life by a millionaire grown adult man. <laughs> well, at that point in time, wasn't Dan- Daniel Russo, that's his name? Yeah, wasn't he wasn't he also an adult by uh, that point? I don't think in the I think in the timeline what happens between Karate Kid one and through three is Karate Kid 1 happens. Immediately after Karate Kid 1 ends, uh, Pat Morita needs to go back to Okinawa. Okay, yeah, that's in Okinawa. And brings Danny Russo with him. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they have to, you know, uh, fix uh, past wrongs or whatever. Yeah, they have to trim a tree and uh, then there's a typhoon and they have to jump over clay right. pots that, like, I'm just remembering the Karate Kid Nintendo game at this point. I I do think that you've been pretty accurate so far, though. Yeah. And then a- there's a bad guy who eventually uh, learns his lesson towards the end and I think redeems himself and by he, sacrificing his life or whatever. And he might have also been Shredder. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember what he looked like, nor do or I no. remember if we ever saw Shredder's no, face. No, not Shredder. The, the like... Under Ninja. Oh. The uh, Ninja Under Shredder. Right. I don't remember. It what might that be the did. same dude. I'm not gonna look. Let's just assume <laughs> let's just assume that it is. Uh, and that it literally has no bearing on the sentence you were about to finish. Okay, so immediately after Karate but he's Kid 2 not, ends. But he's definitely not Sam Rockwell. That's the cigarette guy. <laughs> immediately after Karate Kid 2 ends, they go back to America and Karate Kid 3 begins with uh, uh, bad 
uh, Cobra Kai leader guy uh, who who is now like a, a off the wagon. Uh, his life has been ruined by uh, by losing... one of his one of his students losing a karate tournament. <laughs> right. And he's uh, he's talking to his millionaire Vietnam vet buddy. Yeah. And who then dedicates his life and finances to ruining an adolescent high school kid's life. Okay, I don't remember Karate Kid 3 at all, except for, was one of them Joe Piscopo? Uh, uh, I mean, that is basically what Cobra Kai guy looked like. Yeah. But uh, but he was some sort of other character actor that you knew for other things and may have later been the villain in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Yeah, is that the same guy, or it it, might or be. is it just the fact that all men? Let's not look. All men who looked like that also had the exact same hairstyle. Yeah, and several of them were Joe Piscopo. <laughs> well, at least one was Joe Piscopo. By the way, I have no idea how Karate Kid Three actually ends or proceeds from that initial like twenty-minute setup. I assume it ends when Daniel kicks Cobra Kai guy. Into the spinning blades of a chopper <laughs> flown by Vietnam millionaire Vietnam buddy, thus killing both of them. <laughs> That's possible. And now we're in a world in which there are no more millionaire Vietnam veterans with a beef against Daniel Russo <laughs> because of not finishing first in a karate tournament. Uh, although I wonder if Cobra Kai guy gets his redemption by turning on his millionaire uh, buddy. Well, so I'd be uncomfortable with that <laughs> because I feel like as soon as you hire or get a millionaire to spend millions of dollars stalking and trying to kill a child, you should probably also go to prison. Well, in fairness, uh, it seemed like Cobra Kai guy was not asking for this and in fact was somewhat reluctant. Oh my God. God damn it. We're just doing Dan's other podcast. In his <laughs> oh, absence. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> Curse you, empty seat of Dan! Or, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Oh, try to uh, keep up with this competition, Dan. This is what happens. Oh, yeah, we meant to, and we're great. Yeah, we're better than you at it. This is now called How Good Cast. <laughs> we've, went, we've gone from neutral to good. Wow. That's... You notice that... Uh... Still, still chaotic, though. <laughs> right. I mean, that's... Uh... That's always going to be what we're like because we were, we grew up on '90s antiheroes. We have to, we yeah. have to stay on the chaotic side. Well, we went from chaotic neutral to chaotic good, mm -hmm. and we're normally the common alignment that everybody always talks about in these exact terms: chaotic bad. <laughs> and that's Dan's fault. Yeah, it's Dan's fault that we can't even get the name of the alignment right. That's right. This is all Dan's fault. Dan, you're like Daniel Russo. Uh, forcing me to go to my millionaire Vietnam vet buddy. Do you have a millionaire Vietnam vet buddy that will just spend money on us? Mm, no. Because if so, I would like a pogo stick. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, could probably make that happen. Are you looking up how much a pogo stick costs? No, my phone was ringing. Oh, I, I had not put it on uh, airplane mode as I normally do. I just didn't want people to have to hear it go... Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I wonder if pogo sticks are like. Can you even still buy a pogo stick? I got to imagine. Like, but they can't be safe, right? Uh, no. But I mean, I guess we sell kids things called hoverboards that just explode. <laughs> I think those are gone now, but. Uh, well, I mean, at least the exploding iteration. Well, they've been replaced by like just regular skateboard with a battery. Right. Or skateboard with one giant wheel in the middle of it yeah those things are super weird they remind me of those like things from when we were kids it was just like a rubber ball with a ring around it and you were supposed to hop on it oh yeah i think they're called like hop on it or something like that <laughs> yeah that seems like what they were trying to replace pogo sticks with yeah but those things like but those things were just as dangerous like like no one no one has the skill for that <laughs> And if you do, like, you do it, like, four times, and then it just explodes, and you skin your knee anyways. Well, no one naturally has pogo-sticking skills. You gotta work at it. Are you saying I don't naturally have pogo-sticking skills? Because I assume I do. <laughs> well, someone has to 
mail you a pogo stick or uh just email me the instructions to 3D print a pogo stick. Or like an e-coupon for a free pogo stick. <laughs> that's that's what I want. I mean, of course, we're all getting those coupons all the time. They lure you in with that free one, and then you just can't stop. Yeah, why am I not on this mailing list? This free <laughs> pogo stick mailing list. Uh, why are you keeping it from me? Uh, well, just because I doubt your natural abilities. To you son of a stick. bitch! I will, I will obtain a pogo stick because one of our listeners cares about my feelings. Uh, how how would they send you a, f- a coupon for a free pogo stick? Howbadcast at gmail dot com. Howbadcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> um. Uh, one of our listeners cares about my feelings, though. The second time I say that, I'm not quite sure it's true. <laughs> One of our listeners cares about sowing chaos. I am going to get this free pogo stick, uh-huh. and I am going to pogo it or stick it or bounce it or whatever it's called to your home. Oh. And, and you will see. There was supposed to be a threatening ending, but I forgot what I was going to say, or maybe I never knew. I wonder how far you could pogo stick before you would have to replace a string or, or spring or whatever. Yeah, I don't think there's strings involved. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Yeah. Springs, though. Springs. Yeah, like, I assume 10 or 12 miles. <laughs> uh, I assume I'm underestimating everything about pogo sticks. Like, I'm underestimating, underestimating my own pogo stick ability, which we have determined is probably excellent. Uh-huh. Uh, I assume that I'm underestimating their range. Let's call it a range. Right. Um, and, the, and the speed with which I could stick from place to place. Well, pogo. yeah. It does seem like it would be frustrating. Like I'm underestimating it. I think I could probably get that thing up to 25, 30 miles an hour. Oh, That's wow. my theory. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, like a, I'm like a 1950s danger toy cheetah. <laughs> I feel like I remember seeing some like pogo stick like uh, athletes. Yeah, like, like street style pogo stick courses where you do a stick pogo into a... There's only one knob grind or whatever. <laughs> I think I saw someone like pogoing on a trampoline. Oh, that seems pretty baller. The, you probably want a reinforced trampoline, right? Yeah, you are concentrating a lot of force in that one in spot. In like one very small spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I imagine it counterindicates the uh, intended use of the trampoline in its manual and instructions. <laughs> I suppose. But uh, not the pogo stick. Because right. I'm sure pogo stick instructions say, now you can go anywhere at the very end. <laughs> now you can pogo anywhere. Which makes perfect sense. Oh, man. Do you think I could pogo stick over the Grand Canyon? Uh, I assume I can. <laughs> I, I, I believe in myself and thus will not wear a parachute. <laughs> I don't know. I think that you should stick to the pogo donkey uh, rides that they have every once in a while. Yeah, but... That seems like cheating because they use four pogo sticks because donkeys are dumb, so you just have to strap them to their legs. Right. Boing, eehaw! <laughs> Boing, eehaw! There would be a decent way to get around that whole problem with donkeys like being stubborn. Yeah, try not moving, donkey. Yeah. It's too fun. <laughs> you, can't, you can't help it. <laughs> oh, man, we should just start a business. Step pogo one. donkey business? Get on the free pogo stick listserv. Pogo do? I just like pogo donkey business. <laughs> I think that one, I think it's better. Well, sure. I'm just saying like, you know, if you uh, want for the mobile site. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, how about pogo donkey dot biz? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, step one, get on that free pogo stick listserv. Right. Step two, get at least four free pogo sticks. Mm-hmm. Step three. Get a donkey? How do you? How does one get a donkey? Uh, I mean, I guess. Do we want donkeys or mules? Uh, seems like donkeys. If we get donk, a mule is the dead end. Oh, so you think you think that we're gonna strap some pogo sticks to the legs of these donkeys? Uh huh. Like more than one donkey, and yeah. then we're gonna be like, "Well, you're springy now. Fucking make more donkeys." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, 
if we intend for this business to last, like we gotta we gotta keep our donkey supply going. Well, that's and what I'm since saying, we already don't know how to get a donkey, this way we only have to figure it out twice. That's true. Well, unless we guess wrong about whether or not. Oh no, I'm pretty sure you know when a donkey's a male. Uh, because <laughs> you know, balls. Donkey penises are notoriously large. Yeah, but I think they like hide them away for a while, right? Oh, do they? Don't they? Don't most animals hide their penis away for a while? Well, no. Like, and animals... then, like, when it's time to go at it, they're like, oh, look at this thing that I just unfurled. Well, like, no, like, don't. I'm trying to think about horses now. I've watched horses race and run a lot. Uh huh. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember if I've seen Dong <laughs> flapping around. Do horses hang brain while they're running? I think that's pretty dangerous. You do not want to trample your own tongue. Well, they're not that big. It's not going to like hit. The, it's not going to drag. <laughs> you don't know that. Oh, man. Stepped on my own dick, fell down. Then they put up a curtain and just shot me right there. <laughs> oh, what an ending, though. Uh, that's dramatic. I mean, that's true. But like tragic dramatic. Uh, no one wants. No one wants to hear about this. This is how good cast. Oh, that's we want to hear about triumphant oh, horses. Man. Oh man, I stepped pogoing on their own penis. I stepped on my own dick, fell down. They replaced one of my legs with a pogo stick, and I got free skittles. Ah, <laughs> uh, is that a, is that a good movie? It'd be horrible to just have one leg replaced by a pogo stick when you have four. If you just have two, it's probably doable. You just rest your one foot on the pogo foot. Oh, that's true. Go. Oh, that's smart. Hmm. Are there is, any three? Is this something you want to have happen now? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Let, I, oh, this is a new thing. Wait, aren't we just inventing that South African sprinter that killed his girlfriend? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, right? That's a dude. That dude exists. <laughs> he had two foot replacements. Yeah. Well, like, not replacements. He didn't have them removed to get the... <laughs> They were prosthesis because I think he was born without lower legs. You I didn't think... think he was a murderer at first either, did you? That's a good point. But then he did the murder. Yeah. I think. He was credibly accused of the murder. <laughs> I don't remember how it ended up. Uh, I guess I don't know for oh, sure. And now I'm describing a process whereby I could also believe that OJ didn't do a murder. So, <laughs> like, so yeah, he did a murder. <laughs> But I don't remember if he went to murder jail. <laughs> uh, God, this went so far away from my amazing billion-dollar idea of donkey pogo sticks. Single. Or no, the new the new uh, uh, pogo shoe. You just need a. Oh yeah, oh those exist though. Like springy I'm... springy boot shoes. Yeah, those exist. Like. Like they were called like moon boots or something like that, and marketed as a toy for children in like, in like the sixties. Oh, I do vaguely remember that. Although I also remember moon boots existing that were just cheap oh. boots. Yeah, those are also a thing. But these were <laughs> called moon boots because they were like lower gravity on the moon. Right. So I'm guessing I now that I say it, I'm guessing that they were marketed in the seventies. Because they would have had to like sneak in there right at the end of 1969. Right, right at the height of uh, either not caring or actively wishing death upon a statistically significant number of children. Yeah, we did do that for a long time. Like, you and I grew up and were young children at the tail end of that. Uh, yeah. Like, people are like, here's going to be a fun game, right? We're going to take puns about body parts. <laughs> this is going to be a great game. You take puns about body parts. Uh-huh. You put them on a cardboard cutout. You put that cardboard cutout on a thing that just electrically shocks children. <laughs> it's a game. Go. Yeah. Because the first operation, like, shot sparks and shit. <laughs> like, you remember, you remember, like, like, okay, well, we're, we're going to the park with some other families for our block to have, like, this is the same as playing in your yard, but now we've coordinated at time. Sure. Like with a grill. Here's some giant spears that you should throw at a little plastic <laughs> ring we've put on the ground. The point of the game is to stand very near the ring while someone else is throwing them for some reason. I mean, I don't 
personally remember that. I do know that it was a thing at some point. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I remember it either, but it was definitely a thing <laughs> at some point in time. Oh, We had bocce ball, which was only dangerous if you actively wanted to crush someone's skull with it. But did you? Mm, no, it was still... I still think it was probably more satisfying to hear the clink of the two balls hitting yeah. each other. Yeah, like... Like that that was what made it safe is that hitting a skull would not have produced as satisfying a sound. That makes sense. Um, yeah, like which do you think came first, croquet or bocce ball? Uh, I got to assume bocce ball, right? Because like no one's going to go like, hey, we've created this fun <laughs> game uh, where you hit wooden balls with like very specialized mallets. Right. Let's just get rid of the mallets. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it was probably some botchy-ish thing. Or maybe croquet was, like, invented separately, because, like, now that I think about it, maybe it's just, like, a children's training tool for polo when, like, everybody played polo. You remember right. when literally everyone in the world had a horse and a mallet <laughs> and they used it for games? Yeah. At bocce ball, you could sort of approximate with sufficiently round rocks. Oh, true. So, like, I mean, people must have been just trying to hit rocks with other rocks going back since before we had language. You think that's what those weird Roman dodecahedrons were for? Have you, do you know about this thing? Uh, so there's a thing where, like, it's like, is it 12-sided or 10-sided or 20-sided? I can't remember. Dodeca is 12. Yeah, but I... I was I couldn't remember how many sides it was, so I picked oh, twelve and said dodecahedron. But there's these little metal things, and okay. like all of the all of the let's say twelve sides are the exact same size. Uh -huh. They have different sized holes in them, and they have little knobs on them, and they keep excavating them from Roman sites, and they have no idea what they were used for. Huh. like, and they're like they're all super fancy. I don't know about this. So there's like. There's, like, one theory that there were, like, weird range finders for, like, the Roman cavalry. And there's another theory that they were, like, that they were just, like, a specific thing that, like, a metallurgist or a blacksmith or whatever would put out in front of his shop to prove how good he was at blacksmithing. <laughs> and then there was, like, another thing that is, like, maybe in something for an arrow or something. And, like, no one knows what they're for, but they just keep finding them everywhere. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they were, like the snitch for an early version of bocce ball or something <laughs> like that. Because bocce ball came from, like, Roman. I mean... It's, it's got, like, so a... It's got an Italian-sounding yeah. thing. Yeah, so it must have come from there-ish. <laughs> sure. Uh, when I was in France, um, multiple times when I've been in France, and, like, it's only been in the south of France, so I don't know if this is, like, a normal French thing. Sure. But, like, in the south of France towards Nice, there's, like, a lot of Italian influence anyways. Cause, right. Because, you know, there's just a couple of mountains. You go over it, and then it's all spaghetti and cathedrals and stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't want to interrupt because I really wanted to f hear what your brain would eventually find for the second Italian thing. Spaghetti and cathedrals. Uh -huh. Or Duomo's, as spaghetti calls them. Um <laughs> Hmm. Uh, but uh, but like they're everywhere. I saw everywhere like these like standardized small little bocce ball courts and just old men just going at it at all times. Ah, and like so, it feels to me like there's some sort of standardized rules to bocce ball that I don't know. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. Um, because like you know you just go play it wherever and like maybe there's a hill and that makes it interesting. It's like golf, right? Sure. That's my theory of it. But these there's like these little sand courts and shit. Yeah. And dudes just have at it, but only old dudes. There are a few of those around town here. Really? Yeah, there was one in like... There the, any old Italian dudes that are just like chain smoking and throwing wooden balls at a smaller wooden ball? Uh, Probably, I, I think drinking Italian too. Dude. I think all, almost always drinking as well. Well, I mean, why would you not be drinking while you're doing this? Yeah, that's fair. Well, because it's illegal. Uh, in oh, when you're in public, uh, I suppose so. Both he, of both of the lawns that I'm thinking of, the lawns or the weird sand pit in the basement that I'm thinking of, are in bars. Oh, in bar. Okay, got it. 
So here's my question. Uh-huh. Is it still illegal to drink while you're just walking around? Because I'm like middle-aged and white, so <laughs> laws don't really apply to me all that often. Uh-huh. And I haven't gotten in trouble for it recently <laughs> or ever. But I used to try not to get in trouble for it by not just drinking while I was walking around. I think, I think we got chased off once when we were a group of bicyclists biking down to the lake at night with beers in backpacks. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, but it, it wasn't trouble. It was just, hey, don't do that. Yeah, because we're white. Uh huh. And like now we're like at such an age where like, like, like literally like on any at any conceivable moment. Yeah. You and I, you or I, could be wearing like a shirt with buttons and like a coat over it with like a lapel and shit like that, and just look like a middle aged dude. Sure. That's also white. Uh-huh. Which means I think laws don't apply to us anymore. Oh. Well, that's cool. I mean, not for people that aren't us, but for us. Yeah, for us. We should probably use that power for good. Uh, yeah, what should we do? Like, so, like, if I was wearing a suit, right? Uh-huh. And, like, maybe not a tie because I'm cash and I'm out at, uh, and I'm out at some sort of protest or something like that. And I just punch a Nazi in the face. Uh, I don't think that's illegal. Uh, I guess. Isn't the not isn't the Nazi likely to also be a middle aged white dude? But he's a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. So Nazis I guess don't... so. I guess it depends from cop to cop how that's going to go down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Boy, it's a real bummer to realize and then not even question. That like at least fifty percent of the cops always side with the Nazis, <laughs> boy, that's a real bummer. <laughs> oh, America's a fucked up place. Hopefully, Mr. Trump will stamp out all of the crime. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, once he's luring them one, into his once trap, once he's got them all trapped in that cheesecake factory. Wait, now that I'm thinking about it, uh-huh. find people on both sides, um, children in cages. Uh, um, ethnic cleansing. Oh my God, Mr. Trump might be siding with the Nazis. Well, that doesn't make any sense. What? Uh, where? Where would his cheesecake factory plans go from there? Ethnic cleansing. Yeah, I don't like the direction this podcast went. Why'd this happen? Well, because Dan wasn't here to say that you're smelly, <laughs> so you just let me go. You don't even know how to be a good Dan. I don't know. Whatever. You're the one who calls people smelly most of the whatever, time. Whatever. You're smelly. <laughs> um, I was going to relate some sort of story about Oscar the Grouch. Uh, Why? But now I don't remember what I was going to say. I don't know. I had some joke about Oscar the Grouch that I had chambered up in my brain like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. From which topic? Was it I, still bocce ball? I think it might be. I think it might have been like, it, oh, no. It was something around. It was something around how our childhoods actively tried to kill us. Oh, and like then I think my brain jumped to like, like literally our heroes were living in garbage cans, uh-huh. and they were just a little bit grumpier because of it. Yeah. And then I had a good joke. I guess the turning point was when Punky Brewster's friend got trapped in, in that, that fridge. refrigerator, yep. and then all of America woke up. Hey, maybe children should live. Yeah. But then, like, but then instead of, like, so the, after, after they made that episode, uh-huh. the recommended remedy for adults, the people that were in charge of keeping us alive when we were, like, eight, uh-huh. um, was, hey, so if you ever get rid of a fridge or a freezer, use your Herculean strength to just tear the door <laughs> off. That's what they told people to do. Yeah, get the door off of that fridge before you dump it in the street. <laughs> yeah, which... Now that I think about it, they probably should have advised people to <laughs> dispose of them properly or whatever. Uh-huh. But, uh, but, and I definitely grew up in a neighborhood where there are empty lots where there are just appliances that people just threw there. Um, we built forts out of them. <laughs> uh, but like, so they're like, so they're like, hey, rip the door off of your old timey fridge before you just throw it in a lot. Uh-huh. And people are like, that's great. We are really committed to, um, not suffocating children to death. 
I don't tend to rip the metal doors off of other big metal things all that often, though. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a marker and write on this, don't go inside. And that's what people did. <laughs> Remember, kids, don't go in here. Yeah. And it kind of stopped being a problem in, like, 1962 when they stopped making fridges that had latches on the outside to hold them closed. Right. The super necessary latches for the back when people kept their food fresh and alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember in the 60s, my fridge, uh-huh. like I had to put a padlock on it because most of the things in there were just live lobsters <laughs> just running around. I just kept a bucket of water at the bottom. They went and re-moistened themselves as necessary. <laughs> I assume they had little parties in there when I closed the door. Sure. Like, they would make, like, peanut butter and pickle sandwiches because lobsters have, like, weird taste. <laughs> yeah, they're very uh, Elvisy that way. Oh, he was bananas. Never mind. Yeah, Elvis was bananas. <laughs> like, he went from making Jailhouse Rock to rhinestone jumpsuits. Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> good point. That dude was bananas. Uh-huh. I don't like you. Is it true that he died on the toilet, or is that just a thing that, like, kids thought before the internet? I think it's true, but I was also a kid before the internet. Yeah. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, we haven't... Uh, I'm relying on you to know. Uh, I'm going to say that it's true. Bocce Ball's Italian. Mr. Trump might not be the best. <laughs> Elvis died on the toilet. Uh-huh. Um, what other mysteries did we have in here? Oh, Kevin Nealon is his own thing. <laughs> and there's no chance that that Home Alone reboot's going to be good. Oh, did we actually think about that? Uh, did we determine that? I don't know. I mean, we said that it was possible David S. Pumpkins was going to be the old man Oh, neighbor. that's a good point. What if they just don't take it seriously at all? I mean, that does seem like that like, might be the direction it goes. What if it's like, yeah, what if it's like, also, here's a cartoon bear for some reason, and like, <laughs> They spend like eighty million dollars making just like, like, the Ishtar reboots. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Would I, that don't, cost I don't, I don't million dollars. I don't know how what, much to make is. Ishtar. No, I mean to to reboot. Oh, we should reboot Ishtar. <laughs> oh, it's actually probably cheaper now with like all the CG and stuff, huh? Uh, because isn't like Babylon Five or whatever? Is that the right number? After Babylon. What What now? Babylon 5. That's a show, right? Yes. Isn't that basically just like Ishtar, but like with like computers? Is that true? I, never... I don't know. I don't know anything about either of these products. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not looking things up. I'm asking you what's true. I don't know. I don't know anything about either of those uh, things either. Well, maybe people should write to us. Yeah. Someone has strong feelings about one of those two things. Yeah, someone tell us what you think about Babylon 5 and Ishtar, and if you have knowledge about both of them, do both of them at the same time. Do a comparative thing. Like, do a side-by-side. Make me an infographic. Send me an infographic. Yeah, Uh, tabulate these results. Yeah. Um, What else did you determine for me? Oh, pogo sticks can replace the legs of four-legged draft animals. Right. I mean, you're already, like... You know, putting horseshoes on. You might as well just make those horseshoes. That's a springing. great point. Yeah. How are we the first people to think of this? I don't know. I, I actually I shouldn't w- take credit. How are you the first person to think of this? I don't know. It seems pretty obvious that when you're ta- using a pack animal to go down a very long way down a cliff, I said you dra- would want it to be uh, uh, bouncing all over the place. Yeah. So that if like. There's like a little rock slide in the way of the path. It can just hop over it. Yeah. Or, or if, if you accidentally off, fall, yeah. you can just make sure that it goes feet first. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I said draft animal. You said pack animal. Um, Is a draft animal, one, a thing? Or did I make it up? <laughs> I think it's a thing. Two, is it the same thing? That one I'm not positive about. You're supposed to be giving me answers. <laughs> in In mere context, it seems like it... Probably is similar, but like maybe does it like pull a plow or something? Oh, because if I'm going down a path down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, right? I do want to plow behind that behind that animal so that you can so that no one follows me. (laughs) 
Oh, I see. I want to tear up that uh, that path. I thought your contention was that we should continue digging up the Grand Canyon so that we know that nothing ever uh, overshadows it. Oh, that's a good point, too. Keep innovating on your canyons. Oh, yeah. Don't... Don't sleep on that canyon or a competitor is going to get even grander. Yeah. You know that China's dredging out a larger canyon as we speak. We can't afford to fall behind. They have to be. They're making islands. That's got to come from somewhere. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, God. They're beating us twice. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Here's the deal. Congress, wake the fuck up. Uh-huh. Put pogo sticks on the legs of mules. <laughs> Put old-timey plows behind them. Make that canyon grander. Yeah. Um. But there's like a river at the bottom of a lot of it, too. So put pogo sticks on the fins of fish. <laughs> put plows behind them. <laughs> Make uh, that river grander. Or Colorado-er. Colorado-er. Okay. Yeah, because it's the Colorado River, I think. I thought you said call a and then radower, which I don't. It confused me for a while. Yeah. Well, you got there. Yeah. Uh, you brought the listeners along with you. You're doing your job as well. Yeah, just in case anyone was confused, that was what was going on. Unless I'm wrong. And More that's, Colorado. Unless I'm wrong and it's not actually the Colorado River, in which case it made no sense. Uh, sure. But I'm pretty sure it's the Colorado River. I believe you are correct. Yeah, geography. We won the geography bee. Yeah. As Give us long them free as, pogo sticks. As long as both of us are right. Yeah. And there's no reason to think that that is the case. Wait, did you just suggest we could be wrong? Mm. Why am I looking to you for answers then? I'm the one with the answers now. <laughs> oh, no. You ask questions, I'll tell you the answer. Oh, all right. Um, oh, I kind of put you on the spot there. Yeah, I'm not a very curious person. Uh, it's true. You just you just wear a gray. Oh, ooh, I got one. Where's Dan? Colorado River. Oh, all right. Not rafting or anything either. He's just looking. It's, he's just observing its majesty. He's a real lazy. Now I'm mad. Yeah, he's a real lazy jerk about uh, the things that he does to get out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I. Honest- if you're if you're gonna ditch out of the podcast, you should at least be getting some white water or something. Right. Okay. So there's one. There's we've now established one acceptable excuse for missing this podcast. Uh-huh. White water rafting. Yeah. Especially if uh, Kevin Bacon is like holding you hostage or whatever was happening in that one movie. What? <laughs> was there a movie where like Kevin Bacon is like? Holding a family hostage that are like whitewater rafting. So I'm the answer man now, and I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Only because I want it to really exist super bad and want to know what it's called so that I can definitely watch it. Yeah, it's really, uh, I can tell that the title is in there somewhere, but it's not coming out. Uh, like Maximum Overfloat or something. Yeah, Rushy water the river run a river runs through it that's the one <laughs> that's the one that's about kevin bacon and probably a terminator holding a family hostage <laughs> <laughs> all movie pitches should come should include at one point the phrase and probably a terminator <laughs> oh man that reminds me if you're uh this this came up and i'm just going to relate it here as advice okay um uh, or if you're trying to a puzzlement. It's a puzzlement. This came up. This came up in a conversation I was having off the podcast. Okay, but it's a puzzlement for me. If you're Robert Patrick, sure, yeah, from from Terminator Two, yeah, yeah, um, and you're out in the world, uh, you're gonna get recognized, right? And right. people are gonna come up and say something every once in a while, at the very least. Have you seen this boy? Someone's gonna come up and say something to you, or so why you ruined the X Files? Yeah, so why the fuck does he not, like, so in my back right pocket, I have at all times, I folded up uh, a cloth to clean my glasses. Okay. Why in his back pocket at all times does he not have a folded up photo of young Edward Furlong? Oh, sure. Like, when he's just out in the world, like, he's grocery shopping and someone kind of looks at him and, like, is like, is that that famous guy that I know that Uh. no one really knows his name? Um, Like... Is why does he not just wander around freaking people out with that photo of saying, have you seen this boy, when, when he realizes that they recognize him? I feel like he would have to be dressed as a cop to pull that off fully. And I feel like that photo of Edward Furlong would be sort of like his letterman jacket. 
and people would get sad. Like you can't, you can't. Oh, keep... you think you think it would make people sad? Yeah, I I don't think I don't think the person that it happened to would be sad. But no, I think... because it would literally like I would die happy if he just walked up to me. Like... But I think if he was constantly doing it, like. People would just start being like, "Oh man!" But it's like his come sh- on. It's like his shtick. That's funny. He's leaning into it. Yeah, I guess. That's like his deal. But like, he knows what he is. <laughs> yeah, but like, it 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 only works the one time it goes viral, and then you have to wait on it for another decade or so. Oh, that's true. Shit. But how many times are you gonna end up having to do that before someone happens to capture it on film? Uh. Just once, I think. Nowadays, with all of our pocket cameras. Oh, I've been using all my pocket space for monsters. <laughs> oh, man, you got to get with the times. Got a whole squad of squirrels in there. <laughs> That's po- Yep, yep. Pokemon stands for pocket monster. Got it. Yep. Right. I was... I. I jumped to it, and then I was wondering if my brain had done it right, and then I realized I'm the answer man now, so I just determined I did, but then I actually wanted to know. I do have a vague memory of something else that was actually called, like, Pocket Monsters or Monster something. Monster in Me Pocket. Monster <laughs> oh, yeah. in Me Pocket. Yeah, it was just like a tiny little rubber monster that you were just supposed to beg your parents for and then carry around in your pocket for some reason. Yeah. I don't think they fought. I don't think they did anything. I think you just had to have it. Right. Uh, they really figured out how to uh, just create garbage out of the cheapest materials possible. Yeah. Can you imagine if any child ever put that in their mouth? I guarantee you they would have immediately died. I mean, it, they looked kind of chewy. I feel like it would have felt pretty good to chew on. Them. That's true. But they were made of mercury. <laughs> And whatever food each individual child was allergic to. That's why they're monsters. <laughs> oh, wow. We just we just rebooted Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Oh, that's true. Here you go, Tommy. It's made of strawberries and mercury. <laughs> that's a very John Mulaney delivery that I gave to that. Yeah, that was quite odd. Mulaney-y. Mulane-esque. Yeah. Millennial. Mulvaney. It, that's a different guy. Oh. Uh, have we just have we run out of steam so far so badly that we're just saying names now? Yes, that is true. But luckily, it's the end of the show. All right. Uh, Finish strong. Leave them laughing. <laughs> what do you have going on right now? Nothing. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, um, I've been I've been like working on writing music and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I mean, no one's ever going to hear it or anything. I'm not going to like share it with our listeners or anything, but it's just a thing I've been doing. I could create a band camp or something. Oh, I think I have. How band camp? I think I have a band camp. Is it how band camp? God, it should be. How.bandcamp? Is that how that works? I guess. So go to how band camp. Uh huh. Huh. God, now I got to go. See, whoever is already squatting on that. Yeah, now I got to go sign up for that before this comes (laughs) out because you kind of just ruined. The, the whole thing I was going to do is going to because I was going to be like, because we're the first people to ever have that idea and blah blah oh, blah, yeah. blah blah yeah. But anyways, uh, um, you can always squat on me at the Galactic Pizza. Oh Comedy wow! <laughs> you want to take that again? Sign up at nine thirty. You'll laugh your blast off while squatting on you. <laughs> They'll laugh their blast <laughs> off while squatting on you. Well, it's out there now. Twin Cities only BDSM themed <laughs> water sports comedy open mic. Next week is the special Halloween uh, uh, version of the show. Because it's on Halloween. Right, because it's on Halloween. And I didn't cancel. Oh, nice. So show up in your uh, best Halloween costume. Oh, I got to come up with a Halloween costume. And then I got to come up with a character. Uh-huh. Then create a costume for it. Uh, then write three minutes of material as that character. Right. Every every single set on on that night should start with the words, I know what you're thinking, and then just talk about your appearance. Yeah. And then uh, never be able to use that material ever again. Unless you create your permanent cable guy character. Yeah, or like your... 
lizard man that does comedy <laughs> or your much more beloved but lesser known character chicken mcmoney bags <laughs> oh yeah let's see if we can find i'll see if i can find a photo of chicken mcmoney bags and tweet it <laughs> okay uh and then in twitter tell people we talked about this during the episode <laughs> and then they're gonna sit there for 59 minutes and 57 <laughs> seconds to be like they didn't talk about it at all <laughs> there's no explanation for this oh i love that <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen now i'm pre-post announcing it cool should we name this the chicken ring bunny bags episode <laughs> <laughs> i i assume so oh man all of this marketing we're finally figuring it out. I know. We're, we're really putting it all together. It's like... Marketing is all about creating an expectation and then failing to meet it entirely, pissing off everyone that it worked on. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like when, what's her name, Sarah Lee realized you could freeze a pie. <laughs> we finally put it all together. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're off to the Cheesecake Factory. We all live in one already. It's a prison of the mind. Oh, my God. The oh, the over. scary episode. Oh, yeah, ah, that's right. It's Halloween. Ooh. Cast. You're dead.